Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm Fartman9000. Well, uh, this week we are doing a trade swap. Uh, what is a trade swap, Alex? Well, a trade swap is when either one of us is goes out of town <laughs> or is sick or we forget that we don't have anything to talk about. And yep. so we uh, mm-hmm. fill the episode with by trying to better ourselves and our comic knowledge by you picking out a trade for me to read that I've never read before and myself picking out one for you to read that you've never read before. Yeah, we scramble super hard and we usually try to come out come up with something out of our collections for the other person to read. Love on all four of the TKO Studios uh, books, so I know what I'm doing for the next trade, next four trade swaps. You're getting those TKO Studios books, bruh. I'll be more than okay with that. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, You are just going to get the same book over and over again. <laughs> oh, well, that would explain my book today. Whatever yeah. we talked about last time, I don't remember. Okay, so why don't you tell everyone what you picked out for me? Uh, I picked out the latest issue of Hustler for Alex. Despite it being ended 20 years ago, <laughs> it's still technically the latest. <laughs> it's my most favorite sticky issue that I own. And I was like, this is what people used to look at? <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked out the Flintstones, the Hanna-Barbera DC uh, book written by Mark Russell, art by Steve Pig. And we've talked about Mark Russell before, I think, on this podcast. You gotta uh, do. I talked about Mark Russell yeah. at length. And uh, I think I named him as one of my uh, writers of the year. Yeah, you talked about Snaggletooth. Uh, Snagglepuss. Tomato, tomato. A toothpuss. <laughs> what, what's the difference? Uh, but, and, which, which was a fantastic book. We both read that, uh, mm-hmm. and it was great. And it was sad and tragic, but it was based on real historical events that have happened and real characters. Yeah, and it was based in, what, the 80s? Uh, 50s? It, it, Something like that? It transitioned time. Uh, it took place, 50s, I want to say... 60s. The 50s through the 60s. Yep. Uh, and so I'll, I didn't know anything about the Flintstones aside from the fact from what I learned watching the cartoon and the uh, John Goodman, Rick Moranis flick. Yeah, the um, documentary written back yes. in the day about the actual yeah. Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble. So I didn't know what to expect with this one. Uh, and I what, forgot that was Rick Moranis as uh, Barney Rubble. And what Matt gave me was just one of the most depressing comics of all time. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty up there. It's like while while Snagglepuss was sad, like I already knew about the history. I knew about these events and enjoyed reading this interpretation of it. This uh, is largely a reflection on our society, whether it be capitalism, going to war, uh, uh, consumerism, uh, religion, science, anti-science. It's it's all a reflection on like how we live our lives now, which has made it all the more depressing. Yeah, it's like six. Sort of interconnected stories. Yeah, you, I feel like you could really read them at any point, and uh, not necessarily in order, and you'd be fine. You get a whole story with each one. Yeah. Oh man, these are beautiful stories accompanied by fantastic art that will just really make you think. And who wants to do that? Yeah, I know. Uh, essentially, Fred uh, and Barney work for Mister Slate still uh, at the at Slate's Quarry, uh, but they're also war veterans. Uh, the Buffalo group they go to is for dealing with veterans with PTSD. Um, yeah. So uh, Wilma is trying to make it uh, as a housewife, but also as an artist. Uh, Barney and what is Barney's wife? I can't remember her name. Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say Velma, but Wilma and Velma doesn't sound right. 
No, it's uh, not. But they they want to have a child. We learn they want to have a child, and they can't have a child. It's just... Yeah, what is just, her name? It's just so depressing. Well, it's got adoption in there, too, which is cool. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Super cool. <laughs> uh, Betty. Betty? Yeah. And yeah. Betty and Wilma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rosie O'Donnell and Wilma. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. movie character. Uh, so I'll just say this. Uh, like, I thought this was great. I think this, like, if you want, if you just don't want a lighthearted story, if you want something which is more of a thinking piece and want something that I think is like real art, this is a great book to read. Yeah, you don't get real art in a lot of DC books, yeah. uh, which, I mean, they're super entertaining. Uh, they're a lot of fun. This isn't a really fun book. This no. wasn't something like... I picked up the second issue or the second trade of this, and I'm not excited to read it. <laughs> I want to read yeah, it, yeah. but I'm not like, oh boy, I can't wait to get home and crack yeah. open that Flintstones book. No, it's going to make me think, and it's going to make me sad, and it'll in the end hopefully make me a little happier and a little bit better for it. What was your favorite uh, vignette out of the six stories told in this? Um, I really liked the uh, the war one where they can't get pregnant. Uh, and that tells the story of how they ended up adopting yeah. Bam Bam, a child who was about to be killed in the war. Yeah, it turned out earlier shit. that like they were at war with the tree people. People were going to attack them. And they learned that it was all a lie. And they were killing the tree people just for profit uh, because they found like children's toys. And you don't bring your children to war, obviously. So that was just another, just again, a sad, tragic twist. And Bam Bam's origin explains his super strength and all that, too. Uh, yeah, he's a tree person. Yeah, which just made it terribly tragic. My my favorite story was the one that was a little bit more uplifting at times. It's still depressing. Uh, was the spring break one with the aliens. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, where they all come to bedrock. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they talk about. Like the aliens get thrown in jail, and like get him out of jail. He's my bro, and he's sticking by me. They use all like bro language, uh, and the problem they solve it by contacting the Martian's parents, uh, and they get rounded up and uh, apologized to uh, by the great Garbo, who is a character in the Great Gazoo. Yeah, the Great Gazoo, uh, who is a character in the Flintstones cartoon. For Not to be confused with Greta Garbo, the famous actress, and also a great cartoon in the Flintstones. I guarantee you none of the, I guarantee you less than three listeners know who Greta Garbo is. Yeah. And uh, good. Um, (laughs) That just shows the youth of our listeners. Thank God. Uh, Yeah. We're so in touch with the youth. (laughs) You guys all like Greta Garbo and Bridget Bardo, right? So, I don't know. It's like every story in this is worth reading. Uh, And there's a couple jokes with each one. There's still all the appliances still talk because they're all living creatures, which is fun. And at times, equally, if not more so depressing, too. Oh, the vacuum man. cleaner was the most depressing thing ever in my entire life. Where it was just locked in the closet and sad. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. And, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, man. But that was a really, really great issue. Yeah. But, man, did that tug on my fucking emotions. Yeah. So, if you want to uh, just have your heart broken and just want to turn off the lights and just sit quietly in darkness for a couple days, this, this is the book for you. Yeah, if you want 140 pages of just pure, unadulterated misery, I think I got the book for you. Yeah, uh, and I picked up something completely different for Matt. Uh, we actually talked about the first issue of this in one of our uh, month-end issues, uh, and it's Multiple Man by Matthew Rosenberg uh, with art by 
Oh, who is the artist on this? I don't know. We're flipping uh, through the book now. We'll tell by you. By Andy McDonald. Uh, old MacDonald had a farm, and it didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, this book is called It All Makes Sense in the End is the title for it. And I tell you, if you were reading this book week by week, or sorry, month by month, it will not make sense in the end. This is something that you have to read as a chunk. Otherwise, you will be lost as fuck. Which is something, this is one of the reasons I don't read um, miniseries, miniseries uh, as they're coming out. I read them as trades like this because if you're reading a miniseries week by week, chances are there's going to have lots of ups and downs, uh, a lot of what have you, and you're not going to be able to remember your shit very well. Whereas if it's an ongoing series, much, much simpler. The arcs are much yeah. more broad. But with this, it was extremely convoluted. Because it's time travel. It's, it's oh my it's, god! It's time travel with someone <sighs> whose power is making copies of themselves. Yeah. yeah, and it's extremely confusing, but it's extremely funny and entertaining, and it's a really quick read. Um, I can't even try to begin to explain the plot. <laughs> um, I want to, but yeah, I, yeah, no. Essentially, oh. uh, Jimmy Maddox, uh has well, he was killed in Death of X, but now he's not dead and he's back. But it could be another dupe. Uh, which is the slang for the duplicate of him. But then more dupes come, and one's Sorcerer Supreme, one is Hulk, one is Deadpool. Uh, With one, Wolverine, yeah. Razor Claws. One's, one's Cable version. They're all, and they're all time travel to help them destroy, to help them save the future, uh, to help save the past. And they all time travel. It just gets more confusing because the entire world is overrun by Maddox. I love that. And he has to do the same thing again, and then also again. Yes. Uh, and the wacky. I love the world where he becomes ruler of, of himself. He uh, he built statues of himself, even though. And he's I, like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about this yeah. one." <laughs> I thought that was pretty Just great. Like him shirtless yeah. with like a massive sword. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I mean, there's like there's Seinfeld jokes in there. There's yes. a, a big Serenity Now reference. Uh, there's uh, for people that were fan of Peter David's X Factor run, where he was the lead. There's uh, Lydia's in as well, who was became his wife in the comics. And this, so she's in there as his ex-wife in this future version. There's this great moment where they meet the resistance in the future. It's like <laughs> and, a bunch of like twelve-year-old kids. Yeah, it's two kids, <laughs> and they have a sign that says the resistance. So that, that that's what makes them the resistance. <laughs> it's they're literally in a garage-type bunker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, At their mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's all pretty great. It's all very much. It's just Rosenberg's writing is always really fun. Uh, he knows humor really well. The art's good on this too. Uh, and <laughs> it being a story completely centered around Jamie, it all gets very confusing because you're not sure who's evil and who's good, who's the leader, what's the plan. But there is one constant is that all the X-Men hate Jamie, yeah. uh, which I thought was pretty great because it shows how annoying dealing with Jamie can be too. Uh, this book makes me sad in the fact that I really wish that Matthew Rosenberg, the author of this book was writing Deadpool right now. Because uh, I think he'd be a great Deadpool writer, right? I I did not dig the first issue by Scotty Young. I haven't picked up that trade yet. Um, we'll talk about that when I get off here. But um, what do you, what would you rate your book over here of the Flintstones on a scale of one to ten? Well, but before we get into the ratings, I do want to say my my favorite part in this uh, came at the the very end. Basically, all the Maddoxes die. Uh, they all. Oh, this is yeah, such a good. Yeah, it's a good get murdered at the wrap up. Try and absorb, and when all the X Men think that like it's all over and it's all safe, all of a sudden a portal opens and out comes 
uh, another Maddox who just was relaxing on the beach drinking the entire time. He's got a full beard. He's basically just party Maddox and he just sees a bunch of dead copies of himself. Yeah, he was just bartending. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it was really hard to find Tony <laughs> yeah. Stark, yeah. which was his mission in the yeah. future. He's like, so uh, I just decided to chill, to chill in 10 bar yeah. and it was fun. We just drank every night and hung out and met a lot of cool people. Yeah, he went to reality where basically all the X-Men were just like on the beach playing volleyball just drinking. Yep. Yeah, so it was just, and that's now what Jamie is now. He's just... Just someone that uh, happened to watch him almost destroy the entire world, the entire universe, and he gets he gets killed, and then another version of him just pops out, and he's just relaxed. He's full vacation Jamie at all times. I really liked the joke in this book. Um, it was an artistic joke, but they were showing all the X-Men that had died or people that had died, yeah. basically saying, like, killed or whatever big across a picture of their face on these walls in the uh, Jamie Madrox only future uh, and one of them was Rosenberg, who's... I thought that was great, too. Yeah, loved it. I also loved, too, that the Wolverine Deadpool Max doesn't say anything the entire time. And they're like, there's one line where he says something, he's like, what, you can talk? He's like, yeah, why, why don't I be able to talk? <laughs> <laughs> just little stuff like that. That just It's a joke that, like, for, like, three issues, like, he just assumed, like, he's silent, and it pays off in the fourth. Uh, it's And it's then he doesn't like say a, anything else yeah. again, either. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, and you do get, like, the, the origin of, like, why one Jamie became the Hulk, why one became... Sorcerer Supreme, so like those questions are answered, but it's just a fun ride. So on a scale of one to ten, we're probably at the Flintstones, like a nine out of ten, uh, just from like artistic merit alone. As far as like a piece of a graphic novel that will enrich your soul and make you think and uh, make you realize that darkness is your only friend. Uh, I'm not going to typically give anything that is a standalone a very high rating unless I think it is a truly artistic, wonderful, beautiful. Uh, comic. I will give this one a seven out of ten. Like I stated last week slash tonight, uh, I will not rank anything higher than a seven until I see something truly great in 2019. This was good. It was it was really enjoyable. It was really fun. It was very lighthearted. Uh, you get to see lots of violence in this. There's yeah. lots of heads getting chopped off. <laughs> yeah, literal heads. Which getting shot, yeah. is yeah. pretty cool in a in a Marvel book. It's not yeah. something you get to see. I was kind of shocked the first time I saw it, but like in a, I was in a delighted kind yeah. of way. Uh, it, it does make it like after re- I do think that after reading this, like you want Jamie to be a part of a team like right now, whether it's like an Avengers team an X factor team or X-Men team, like you want more and you want Rosenberg writing him too. Yeah. I'm not a big team book fan, but I would read a multiple man maxi series or should just give me 20 issues of this. Like, yeah, I agree. have some fun. Do like they did with Moon Knight and make vignettes out of it. Like, yeah, do something cool with it. Yeah, you can, you can make a vignettes of just all of his dupes, too. Or, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, nothing, like, there's no consequences in a world like that. Yeah. And with somebody as funny as Mad Drex, like, the possibilities are endless. Like, let us write for Marvel. We've been yeah. we've been trying to say this forever. Yeah. We, DC outbid them. I know. We're, we're money-hungry sluts. they agreed to pay for their Marvel's lawsuit against us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. It was very nice of them. Glad somebody did. Yeah. Uh, My mom sure won't do it. Yeah, it's pretty selfish ever. Uh, <laughs> but I think that wraps it up for this week's Internet Comics. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, Doom Patrol on the DC streaming service. Oh, real- that's really yeah, neat. I'm excited about that. Cool. I think we're talking about comic book shows for the next few weeks, aren't we? Yeah, it, Umbrella Academy neat. and Doom Patrol come out the same day. Umbrella Academy will be all the episodes. Doom Patrol will be just the first episode because it's going to be on a weekly basis. So we'll be talking about that first and we'll get to Umbrella Academy down the line. Uh, but I'm really excited. I enjoyed their backdoor pilot on Titans and I'm excited to see what they do in their own show. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see it as well. 
Uh, I think Cyborg is a weird choice for the the team, um, but I'm definitely excited for you to finally get on board the Umbrella Academy train because I think you're going to love it. Uh, we'll I think see. everybody's going to love it. It looks fantastic if you've seen the trailers. And go read the fucking book. It's fantastic. I just picked up the new issue uh, yesterday, so you're, when can't you, wait. Uh, well, I'll talk about that whenever we get to that episode. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but for the Henchman of Comics, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, you can email us at thehenchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, like and subscribe, please. Uh, tell your mom to do it, too, because we really want her to listen, because I think she'll really dig me. Well, uh, for the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm Barngy Rumbles. Henchman and Easy. <laughs>